This is The Dr. Duke Show. Hey there, and welcome to The Dr. Duke Show. I am he, and I am joined today by uh, Mrs. Sparkle herself, Vicki McKenna. Look at her sparkling there. Do I sparkle? You sparkle. It's, and yeah. The reason we're this talking- This is my glitter look. Yes, your glam look. And we're talking about sparkling because just one of the most disgusting things I've seen in a long time. And it's not even trans-related necessarily. It's not about graphic imagery. It's not about porn in elementary schools. It's just what they're doing to Christianity, how Christianity is immolating itself in the name of LGBTQ. You probably have heard of the Sparkle Creed, and that is a heretical, blasphemous retake of the Apostles' Creed. Creed. We have female pastors in places like Louisville, Kentucky, and here in Edina, Minnesota, who are actually engaging in replacing Christian theology with LGBTQ theology. Let's watch the video, and I'll give you, Vicki, plenty time to vent about this. I invite you to rise in body or spirit, and let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love, so beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief Amen. Jeez, what do you, where to start with Vicki? Where to start? Well, this, it'd be one thing if we had heard this as um, some outside group, but no, this was the Lutheran church itself that has decided to adopt blasphemy in place of the Apostles' Creed. I mean, it's the church itself that has chosen to do this, and that's what churches have done. They have decided that butts in pews I think are more important than actually being faithful to the word of God. How about Jesus? You know, we believe in Jesus with a cool tunic. We like Jesus because he wore a cool tunic. What the heck? But this, what this does is it, it turns, it turns Christianity, you know, into elevator music. It's meaningless. It's background noise. It, is, it doesn't inspire. It doesn't ask people to aspire. It does nothing about sin. It does not do anything to put anybody on the path to eternal salvation. So it is the anti-Christianity. Um, it is trying to convince people that they're getting, they're getting right with God by just being cool with themselves. And folks, <laughs> you'll learn at your reckoning that that's just not the way it's going to go down. I love that your dog is so outraged as well that she's he's walking behind you there. <laughs> the outrage, even the, even the pup is upset. I'd like to take <laughs> you through 
line by line of this creed and get your commentary. It starts by saying, I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. Now, this strikes me as evil. The idea that what really matters about God is his pronouns. This is how we define God, not as love, not as, as, as the creator, not the savior of the world. He is a non-binary God and his pronouns are plural. Well, really, we have to have a gendered, a, a, a queer gendered expression for God? Is that suddenly what we, what we must do? That God is queer. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So, okay, if God is queer, let's go through the Bible and find out all those times that God was speaking about sexuality and how God was wrong. So now God isn't isn't perfect and God isn't uh, isn't omnipotent. God is now imperfect, um, but and God is also queer. That's what I mean. Yes, it's evil because it's the inversion of what Christianity is about. It's it's anti Christianity. They are talking about the anti Christian uh, or, or replacing Christian doctrine with anti Christian ideology, which we might want to just keep going down the road and calling it. Satanism, because ultimately when you reject God in the name of God, claiming God wants you to reject God, um, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to call that except Satanism. But one Whether you just, worship directly the devil or not, that's what you're doing. You're exactly right. And I, I think about the gods of the ancient world, the, the demons who were masquerading as gods, the, 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 the demons that, that controlled the Philistines and the Palestinians all those thousands of years ago, the idea that um, uh, these fake gods of Moloch and Belial and Beelzebub People were thought they were worshiping gods when they were really worshiping the devil to the point that you just made. And there's something very, very oddly pagan about this too. Notice how we are not made in the image of God, but according to this idiot pastor, God is made in the mold of the LGBTQ, and that yes, is God's dangerous. Queer. Yep. Yep. Look at the next line. I, mean, I actually felt. I felt guilty watching that, by the way. I felt, I felt like I was participating in something, yeah, evil as well. How about the next line? I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a yeah. fabulous tunic and had two dads and who saw everyone as a sibling of God. Now, is my mistake? Is the Holy Spirit really a dad? Is that who that is? Is these are the two dads I guess, of Jesus? I guess, I guess, you know, we don't, we don't want to talk about the mom, huh? Exactly. <laughs> what happened to mom in all of right. this? Yeah, I think you're right, though. This is about molding God in the image of man, molding God in the image of politics, sexual politics in this case. Um, sexual politics are so powerful and cultish that they would actually convince people to invert the word of God so that God becomes about emulating human beings. Again, you know, when you invert God and you turn it inside out and then you claim that's God, you're actually worshiping Satan. That's actually what Satan wants us to do. Uh, and here we have the Lutheran church. And I thought the Lutherans might hold out there for a while, but the Lutheran church itself has decided to adopt an inverted, an inside out Christianity that actually, once you, once you turn the sweater inside out, becomes the opposite. So... Um, I mean, it, it, you know, we've heard this phrase, post-Christian world. We're in a post-Christian world. Um, we are in a 
I, we want to we want to keep the colorations of Christianity, um, but we don't want to do anything that would require us to to reckon with our own, you know, fa- faults, failures, imperfections, and sin. Um, and that's the again, you know, thou shalt have no false gods before me. This is the Lutheran Church adopting the idea of false gods in the form of a creed. It's scary. Yeah, and let's go down that road of paganism a little further. The thing about paganism, whether it was Greek, Roman, Norse, certain aspects of Native American culture, the point is is that uh, when you worshiped the God that looked most like you, if if you were somebody who was uh, addicted to sex or a sexaholic, well, Venus was a goddess you could would worship. And the thing about Venus was not the God of love, she was the God of sex. So once you sign up for that God, there are no boundaries, right? All sex, any sex, sex anytime is good because she's your goddess. In the same way that they had Diana, the goddess of chastity. If you didn't want to have sex, there you go. And think about what they're doing here. They're Again, they're refashioning Christ in the image of themselves. After the break, Vicki, I want to come back and read a few more lines to this because it gets even creepier. So we'll see you right around the break. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. We are back with the Dr. Duke Show and I'm back with Vicki McKenna talking about the Sparkle Creed, this heathen replacement in the Lutheran Church, one small synod of the Lutheran Church, which takes the Apostles' Creed and removes it with this. Let me throw another line from this at you, Vicki. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. Yeah, the shatters, shatters the one white light. The rainbow spirit shatters the Holy Spirit. And then that's, you know, so we've gotten rid of everybody, right? Except Jesus, kind of. Uh, But we've pretty much gotten rid of, of most of the Trinity. Again, I remind you, this is a Lutheran church. They believe in the Trinity, Um, but I guess not. I guess we have made Jesus a cool guy in a hip tunic, God is queer, and now the Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit, but the rainbow spirit, and the white light has been refracted uh, through the reimagination of the Holy Spirit through the eyes of people. Yeah, the, wow. the, 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 the It's so white... evil. I mean, it's just, I hate that we're talking about this because I can't I even believe it's gotten to this point. I know, the, but the white light that signifies God the Father, notice where he's not in the rainbow. The one color you don't see Good point. in the rainbow is the yes. white, right? And so notice what they've done here. Uh, the, shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow. I thought God was, uh, his pronouns were plural. I guess the, the rainbow now is one of his pronouns apparently evidently gorgeous diversity no we don't they've blown off the trinity don't worry about trying to reconcile the logic of all of this with with you know the father the son and the holy spirit because they've blown they've blown it up 
You're going to love this next line because this makes the point that you and I just made. It's about man being God. I believe in the church of everyday saints. So no suffering, no miracles, no, 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 no. Uh, torture and, and, and martyrdom. No, 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 no. We're all everyday saints. Just be cool. Saints. Yeah. That's have sex right. With Just your, be cool. Have sex with your boyfriend. That makes you a saint, right? Well, I mean, have sex with your with your girlfriend's kid. Right, <laughs> that makes you a saint, you know, because that's part of 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 gender, uh, you know, of queer gender theory. It's you know, minor attracted persons feel free. You're an everyday saint too. I mean, this this takes bland buddy Christ Christianity, and and you know, is is several orders of magnitude worse then, you know, the idea that as long as we're all good people, you know, hey, um, you know, Jesus is going to be there for us and we're all going to heaven. I mean, we're not even talking about heaven any longer, are we? We're talking about a queer God. We are, we've completely shattered the Holy Spirit. Um, we don't, we, there is no Holy Spirit any longer. We've done away with the mother. We've entirely eliminated, you know, the the mother of Christ. So, and we've really much, we've really entirely eliminated Christ. We might as well just say, Jesus, my man, or something like that. This is, I mean, you know, people have said this and, and Catholics have said this about the Lutherans, um, that it was, you know, that the, the split from the, from the original church was, was bad and would ultimately result in evil. You know, you Lutherans want to explain what's going on here. Yeah, and explain and, and, where where the argument against you know the 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 accusations against your church has has uh, has proved to be incorrect. It's I, it's awful, you know. And I will say that if well, I I, I don't want to I don't want to have you know hate mail from Protestants coming into my inbox. But um, <laughs> but I but let's say just this. say that 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 the formation of the church gave way in the beginning to the reimagination of Christianity itself. Well, I I think this also tells us something else. This is a really crystal clear example about how the grubby little fingerprints of the LGBTQ, whatever they touch, they, they, they ruin. They do not improve anything. They, they drag through the mud and the muck. Any wonderful Oh, you're gonna idea. deny, I mean, what are they doing? They're at, when you get people to, to swamp in queer God, uh, Jesus in the tunic, not the son of God, and, and, and turn the Holy Spirit into some kind of you know, magical rainbow. Um, you are leading people to hell. You're not leading them to salvation. This is, you know, I mean, so there's no way this is going to improve anybody's lives just by simply, you know, not confronting this this catastrophic sinful culture that we have decided to wallow in. So this isn't, yeah, this isn't helping anybody be happier, be better, um, you know, put themselves in a path, a path to eternal life, which by the way, is what, you know, if you follow the Bible, it's, you know, it's a pretty good road roadmap to get to eternal life. Um, so we might as well just do away with Christianity altogether, uh, at least on this side of the ledger, because it doesn't seem like that's what these Lutherans are interested in pursuing. Let's play the same game they play. All right. I remember specifically when our queer Jesus apparently said, the road to heaven is straight and narrow, right? So, <laughs> is, so let's play that game. Because well, you know, Jesus now is all about a sexual identity. So when Jesus says the road to heaven is straight and narrow, he means only 
heterosexual skinny people get in. And so I'm, I'm afraid, my gay friends, that you're doomed. But let me finish the, the statement here because there's more. I believe in the Church of Everyday Saints as numerous, creative, and as resilient as the patches on the AIDS quilt. What the hell is that even about? What, what kind of tormented analogy is that? The, so it, it, the, all the everyday saints, all the queer saints walking around having gay sex, which makes them holy, numerous, creative, and as resilient as the patches on an AIDS quilt. They must have used some kind of, you know, awesome double stitch that I'm incapable of reproducing <laughs> by hand. I don't know what that even means. Listen, I want to say something before I get the hate mail from the Protestants. Um, <clears throat> the Catholics are, are not much better. No. Nope. So we're not we're not swapping out the Nicene Creed with the Sparkle Creed, but you do have um, cardinals in the Vatican openly advocating for the uh, the sanction of gay marriage, um, the you know the, an argument for abortion, um, and and a whole lot of other um, awful uh, awful anti-biblical, anti-God ideas. So I don't want to, I don't want to leave people thinking that I'm not willing to turn the microscope, microscope on my own religion. Uh, last line I want to go over with you before we go on to another story. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love. So beloved, let us love. And notice Sin is love, hate is love, war is love, love is love, gay is love, straight apparently not. But notice this not, idea. Not so much. Yeah, this is the idea of Christ. So I want to know is is right, it's the it's the idea of it's antichrist yes. is what it is. So love is love is love. I love my dog, Duke. Just saying. Yeah. Love yeah. is love is love. Hey. Where does it lead? Where does it end? Is there any no serious barrier you can put up that would stop this idiotic logic from consuming every reasonable social and religious taboo out there. Do you remember a story? We didn't cover it. It was three or four years ago. I'd bring it up in my university classes all the time. Remember ecofeminism, where you had feminist women, always women, and almost always queer women, who were having sex with nature. They were humping mud yes. puddles. They were wrapping their torsos. I just saw a video of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So this <laughs> There's is the just same... a video recently of that. It's the same kind of paganism, right? Why not hump a tree? Because, you know... That's nature and trees. By this argument, Jesus was a tree in all of his blossoming, right? When Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the leaves, that literally he, he literal. means you're supposed to have <laughs> to commune sexually. It gets dumber and dumber and dumber. Speaking of dumber. Well, it, gets, it gets dumber and dumber to the point, though, that it's, it, it numbs people's, it, it numbs people's, uh, people to the point where they cannot engage in critical thought at all. Um, they have just now given themselves a God that has given them 100% permission to do the most depraved things on the planet and reconfigure it as love. Yep. Even if you victimize people, as long as you're, as long as you're, you know, you're queer and, you know, and you're just pursuing uh, the love that you that you must, because love is love is love, according to the Sparkle Creed, and that's what Jesus in the cool tunic and queer God wants you to do. Um, you've given yourself permission to sin 
in the in the name and the eyes of God. And Bizarre. what these people and, what and they... Lutheran Lutheran shame on you. You you need for you faithful Lutherans out there. I know there's lots of you. You need to do something about this. You know, and and you, your point here as we wind this down for this particular story is. You're right that this is people becoming God, believing their God, not God. Because God, the God we know is a God of boundaries. He made them man and woman. That's how he made them. That marriage is what it's, he tells the, the woman, you know, you, you are not married and you, you had five husbands and you're not married now. This is a God who is absolutely about controlling behavior, not uh, loosening it to the point However, of, yes. Get, putting putting um, boundaries on our behavior, does it make us less happy or more happy? Right. Do you think about this, um, you know, eliminating the boundaries, as you had said not too long ago in this segment, does it make people better? Does it make people happier? Does it make people less inclined to mental illness, less inclined to suicide, less inclined to failure and misery? No. But the boundaries that are put on us by the, even if it's just the extension of, of Christianity into Judeo-Christian ethics, the boundaries that, that we have are designed to make us less chaotic, our lives less chaotic. Um, less chaotic lives typically produce happier people. By the way, surveys show this all the time. Uh, less inclination toward mental illness, less inclination um, you know, toward uh, depression, because even when you do fail, you recognize that suffering, that the suffering is what, it, it not only is it part of life, but it's kind of what you owe God in exchange for eternal life yeah. after you die. So, um, you know, the idea that, that no boundaries versus boundaries is somehow freer and better and, and more enlightening and happier is nonsense. And it's proved by every stable civilization that has adopted Judeo-Christian ethics in history. And boundaries also make us less animalistic and more spiritualist. I mean, the left loves Buddhism, largely because there's no evangelization going on there, uh, evangelical uh, impulse there. But think about it. The first law of the Buddha is Life is suffering. And what is the purpose? What, 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 what must we do to overcome suffering? Deny ourselves. We must set boundaries about how we, we think and how, what we, how we breathe, what we eat. Uh, this is the whole the, the point. I, I make this point to my university kids. I ask them because they know this. So my university kids every semester. So how many of you have babysat kids, your, your nieces, nephews? They all raise their hands, so even the boys. So, okay, what happens when you have little kids without boundaries, when they decide what they're gonna eat, when they go to bed, what do they turn out to be? And you know what the word they use is? Blank holes is the word, right? They use the word. I just say brat. <laughs> they're brat. Yeah, that's what they become. So why then, when you're an adult, is it not worse? And they begin to see it without boundaries, everybody becomes, for lack of a better word, a brat. Yeah, everybody devolves back to their to their you know terrible twos, uh, and that we've seen adults do this. When you'd say you're not going to be able to sexually mutilate children, um, you know the the queer activist, the rainbow cult, um, you know throws tantrums. They get they get mad enough to want to shoot people, um, and they have done that. So it's it's you know the adult version of the two year old's temper tantrum, um, and it's. It's entirely unbecoming, if I may. <laughs> it is, definitely. And uh, my, my producer sent me a, a story this morning from a Minneapolis Pride uh, uh, parade where they actually had a booth celebrating adults 
who like to wear diapers, right? Back to the two-year-olds. It, it never, yeah. ever ends. And Think so, about that. Yeah. It's a, it's a de-evolution. Right of of from adulthood into into you know maybe even infancy um and you know maybe instead of embracing this and saying this now must be the way all western culture behaves maybe we should ask ourselves what we all did to put our our, our culture in a position where adults want to poop in diapers yep and walk around with it let me end with this vicky <laughs> let me end with this uh that whether we are Catholics, Lutherans, Baptists, Southern Baptists, Mormons, it doesn't matter. There is more that puts us together as Christians, real Christians, than divides us from these morons. And so maybe that's the lesson. Stand up right? for your churches. Yeah, amen. By, by the way, the, we, there was a Baptist preacher in Madison, Wisconsin, saying it was totally fine to turn Dane County, Wisconsin into a transgender sanctuary, a Baptist. So when you see this new church, I wasn't bashing the faithful Lutherans out there, but when you see your church go this way, um, then do something about it. Um, you know, the, I, the, you have millions of Catholics who are so frustrated right now that you've got a rainbow pope for crying out loud, who are worried that the entirety of the of of, of our church is going to be torn apart um, based on this this sort of idol worship of the rainbow, uh, you know, the, the alphabet cult. So. I mean, everybody, all true believing people in Jesus Christ need to stand up and tell your ch and draw a line at the inversion of Christianity into paganism. And that's going to wrap up the show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us at The Dr. Duke Show, thanks, and we look forward to seeing you next time.